Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone's having a great week. And I hope you've been listening uh, because we've had some really great, interesting uh, guests on. And uh, that continues today. But before we get to all that, uh, I want to uh, bring on my co-star. And he is uh, none other than Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Hey, Barry. Thank you so much for that bright and cheery introduction how are you my good friend i'm uh doing okay i'm doing okay man making it we are uh getting close the kids are moving here in a couple of weeks i can't believe wow. it yeah we're, wow. we're like uh they're going going off to school so my two boys are going to be going and um so the beginning of august man we're going to be wow. we're going to be out moving kids and doing all that so that's good it's good gonna get gonna get that empty nest syndrome huh? yeah yeah i don't know i I, everybody keeps saying that and it is a weird thing that uh it's a new reality you know that that is uh you know you're uh you're just grinding it out for you know years and years and years and now you know your your kids are going to go off and it's kind of a weird thing man i i'm really looking forward to it I'm look, I'm looking forward to it because I think um it's going to be fun to watch them kind of, you know, grow into adults obviously, but uh but then also maybe I don't know, maybe we'll be able to actually do stuff together my wife and I. Which be, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So, what there about you, you? What about you, man? How are things? Uh, you know, just hanging in there like you say, grinding it out and yeah, uh yeah. all that good stuff. Um, but hey man, did you hear um this is some and this, this falls under kind of a weird news category. Uh it d- just happened uh not that long ago here. Uh in the news, the Georgia guide zones um were attacked and, and there was an explosion and uh they were it was a mysterious circumstance. Huh, okay. I I don't I don't really know anything about this, to be honest with you, man. Um, so, yeah, enlighten me. I, I This is news to me. Okay, so the Georgia Guidestones are this kind of... It, it's a recent uh, art installation kind of piece thing. Okay, okay. Um, it, was, it went up, I want to say, in the 80s. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, it kind of, um, for the lack of better term, it... I mean, kind of st- 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 like Stonehenge, I guess. There's a couple yes. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. so it's these uh, uh, vertical slabs that are standing up in a kind of a circular kind of formation on, a, on this thing. Purportedly, the um, guidelines for uh, the way for humanity in a post apocalyptic. Um, huh situation so okay, okay. um so i mean who knows but they're written on 
in uh, all these different languages. I mean, this thing, it's, it's okay, so it's a sculpture, but it's also a, a calendar. Okay. Right, kind of like Stonehenge, yeah. and and it's yep. a clock, and it's all the and it's a mystery. Okay, is what it is. Um. So it's got written on it in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, <clears throat> Hindi. Let me try that again. <laughs> uh, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So these are this is what's uh, inscribed on it. It's um to. Uh, um, for us, you know, this is what the world needs to 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 continue on, yeah. maintain humanity under uh, uh, five hundred million. Wait, is that million or is that thousand? That's a five hundred uh, million uh, in perpetual balance of of nature. Yeah, so under five hundred million, so a lot less than what we have today. Um, so this is where a lot of people who are into conspiracies, this thing is big into conspiracy circles, um, of, you know, why a lot of people are talking about, you know, depopulation. Okay. Uh Yeah. Um, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Wow. Okay. Um, which is, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's good for sustainability, but you know that takes away everything else. Um, you unite humanity with a new, a living new language. So that's a language that is, you know, uniform and growing because a living language like very, like English is where yeah. it's changing all the time. Um, and you know that's not a bad idea. Again, if we all spoke the same way, you know, and, and we could understand each other all the time. So that would be good and cutting down and a lot of, uh, obviously miscommunication. Um, it's a, number four is rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason, which is, yeah, just keep a level head, you know, okay. Protect people and nation nations with fair laws and just courts. Sounds good. Uh, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Great. Uh, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Awesome. Um, balance personal rights with social duties. Yep. So a lot of these are, you know, these are pretty good tenets, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. Prize, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Great. And uh, be not a cancer on earth. Uh, leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. These are the th- the ten things that are inscribed on it in all those different languages. And you know, a lot of people are t- saying that this is for new world order, and of course the you know keep the population under control, that kind of a thing. And you know, it's just it's certainly it, interesting, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's uh Yeah, there there's a lot. I could see why people are uh get conspiracy, you know, get conspiracy hat on with with all this stuff. And and you know, the fact that it was put in, you know, you said 1980 or so when yeah, it yeah. got put in there. I mean, golly, that was uh that was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah. That was quite a different uh with with the amount of weird stuff that we have going on in this country. There's a lot of things on here that I could, 
a lot of this shit wouldn't fly today. Some of it wouldn't um, without being just totally freaked out on. So the fact that I don't know anything about this and this is the first that I'm hearing of it is kind of good because it lets me know that, you know, maybe some sane people um, still exist in the world. But uh, yeah, yeah. But then you have uh, the fact that there are a lot of people that decided that these were this was an evil thing that uh, there are some some people have uh, stated that it, it has uh, the, the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. OK, um, there's uh, apparently that's have some people claim that it's of deep satanic origin okay um okay. some right some people say that is actually commissioned by the rosicurians you know the rosicurian order if you're a uh, uh dan brown um you know uh yeah you know, i mean i could see there, mystery there's kind of know, a, that thing there's kind of a like a, a dystopian kind of an idea i guess you know like i could it's, see i could see that you know whatever but yeah, yeah. It but, could, I mean, it could just be fun too, you Dude, know. I honestly, it's like, um, it's kind of like somebody had some money and an idea, and they yeah. thought, "Hey, let's put this down, uh, this American Stonehenge. Let's put this together, and uh, maybe this will be, you know, maybe it'll be a draw for yeah, right. uh, local community, you know, the state yeah. even, um, you know. So yeah, so but so no, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So continue. So we just want to, you know, I just want to talk about how um, it's, 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 you know, even if you people thought it was an evil art, evil thing, it was an art installation at the bottom right. end of it, right? And it had some pretty good out of ideas, you know, um, that can't be that are hard to argue. Some of them, you know, I mean, yeah, the population control thing can go either way on that, but the main thing about this is that it, you know. We, we, we salute the Georgia Guidestones. One less mystery object in the world. So it so uh, somebody blew the shit up. Is that what they you're blew s- it up and then they dismantled it? Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. Ridiculous. On the morning of July six, somebody damaged it heavily with a bomb at like four yeah. in the morning. I think it was, and um, uh, then they dismantled it. So we, we live in a time where people just get pissy about the dumbest shit, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, this, this, this can be taken so many different ways. And how about just letting people have space to do what they want? You know, um, not everything affects you directly. Not everything is out to get you. And, you know, I think that, I think we take things like this way too seriously. If, if, if in fact this is what happened and not saying that maybe who even invented these things could have blown them up themselves to create a stir, who knows? You know, I mean, it's interesting. Um, it's really interesting that I don't know anything about it, but there's a lot of things I don't know. So really kind of a cool, not so cool that they got blown up, but an interesting, uh, at least now I know about it. Yeah, yeah. So something to look into if you got uh, five minutes or so to dig around on the internet and you're bored at work or in the uh, the restroom cubicle. We all take our smartphones in there. Yeah, Come yeah. on, people. Of course. Everybody knows it. Why do you, why why is are so many women's phones you know dropped into toilets? That's the you know if they're not thrown and <laughs> yeah. broken, yeah, then they're dropped into toilets. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, hey, don't. And I'm dro- not saying exclusively the throne being women, obviously, of course. but. Hey, don't don't dr- don't drop your phone in to the toilet until you've had a chance to listen to this episode at least. That's right. Hey, you know, and this is a really good episode. It's a fun episode. It's back to our um, 
normal haunting ground, I guess, if you say what's normal for us, obviously everything and nothing. Um, But today's uh, guest is um, Betsy from New Jersey, and uh, she's got a really great, some really great stories about having our connections with our loved ones after they've passed away through the veil as it were so these are some really cool uh really cool stories and we really had a good time talking to betsy so let's get to it shall we yes we shall all right betsy from new jersey thank you for joining us very much here on the what's your weird story podcast tell us please what's your weird story hi barry Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I have a few weird stories, guys. Cool. Uh, I have to tell you, <laughs> I'll start with this. Well, my husband died two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be two and a half years ago on July 1st. And before he died, his TV stopped working. Just stopped working. Hmm. And after Matt died... It was like, I don't know, a month later, like in February 2020, something told me to try the TV, and it worked. Wow. The TV worked. What was it doing? I know it had not worked all those months. Like it wouldn't turn on at all, or? It wouldn't turn on at all. Okay. Not at all. Wow. That's unusual. Yes, I thought that was the weirdest thing. Actually, it finally died a few months ago. It would, uh, it was working, and then and I didn't replace it. But I thought that was really strange. Yeah. Because my son Josh, he knew it didn't work. I said, Josh, would you believe Daddy's TV works now? He said, You're kidding. I said, No, I'm not. It's working. <laughs> That's wild. So he even knew he knew he couldn't put it on either. You think it was it could have been a sign, maybe from him or something. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Because something told me put the TV on, and you know, I I really believe in signs, uh, Barry and Adam. I, I've had them. People might think I'm a little woo woo. <laughs> People might think I'm a little nuts. Anyway, I am from New Jersey, <laughs> but. <laughs> We are a little yeah, you, out here. You New Jersey people are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, even the date that my husband died on, I hope I'm not freaking you guys out. No. I no. talked about my husband who no. died. No, not at all. Not at all. This is, he's, he's part of the weird story. I said to Matt, um, he went up to the hospice unit. I know he went up there to die, but they didn't know that. And I said to Matt, Matt, please don't die on Christmas because Josh will associate that with you. Mm-hmm. Hang on. If you really you know, want to help me out, wait till New Year's Day. That would be even better. And sure enough, he hung out till New Year's Day. And the irony of that date, fellas, is that when uh, we got married, Matt wanted an easy day to remember. So I picked mm-hmm. November 1st. And what day did he die on? The first of the month and the first of the year. He didn't want me wow. to forget. Wow. 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 That's. We've talked before um, about death and um, 
you know, hospice and things like that where, you know, that was the first time I'd ever learned my grandfather, he was in hospice and it was the first time that I had ever learned that there was like, there's a, there's kind of a choice that people make when they pass away. Like uh, the one thing that the hospice nurse told us was that they usually, people usually wait till their families are gone before they pass over. They, they don't like to go while people are in the room, which I found fascinating. I was like, you have a choice. They have a choice. That's so, that's so wild. But anyway, uh, I know that not, not everyone has a choice, but that is, sounds to me like your husband tried the best he could to make that choice. And that, that's yeah. it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that was um, last gift to me. And I know this might sound really... This might feel bad, but I told Mattis, if you make it to January 1st, that will help me financially. Mm. Because mm. if you die for your next Social Security check, right. you won't yeah. get it. No, uh, Him, Matt, you know, I, mean, I know it sounds awful, but you know what? Matt dying on January 1st, I was able to claim him for 2020. Wow. In wow. A, you know, a few hours. So, sure. Uh, that was his last gift to me, and yeah, for real. you know what? Would, you know, you mentioned yeah, some people do die alone, and I lead a support group. A lot of caregivers feel guilty. Oh, I only went out for a cup of coffee, and my you know whoever my loved one died, and they felt guilty. And I said, no, don't feel guilty. Yeah, they didn't want you around when they died. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, no, I was scared. I, I feel. I'm very grateful, Adam and Barry, that I was there holding Matt's hand and loving on him when he passed over. That's amazing. So I'm, I'm great. That's an amazing gift. And, uh, That's, that are, that really is not not everyone gets that opportunity. Yeah, actually, all my crazy weird stories have to do with Matt. I was it was shortly after he died, and I swear to you guys, I felt Matt on my bed mm. touching me and giving me a kiss wow oh, that's I really um i've that's a, a sign i was talking on the phone one day to someone and my phone my smartphone started to go crazy making noises <laughs> changing screens mm. and my friend my friend said betsy what are you doing and i said i'm not doing anything that's matt I went, hi, Matt, and I felt like a wind, like a breeze on my cheek. Oh, wow. I knew it. Wow. So, I mean, I was really into signs, but I've had, you want to hear more? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> how, how, long, how long were you, you together, Betsy? Uh, I knew Matt for 40 years. We were married for 39. Wow. 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 Yeah, and, and we just celebrated our 39th that November of 2019. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, man. You, you, 39, 40 years. You really know someone. You really mm-hmm. there's an intimate connection there. Did you guys have this um, this sort of um, spiritual connection? I mean, was that? Did you talk about these things about you know? signs or you know being able to feel presence of people that have passed or anything like that or is this something that happened after he left 
It was something. I've had signs like from my dad. Um, it was something after, um, especially with Matt, because I think we have such a connection. Mm. And, you know, I tell people, uh, my husband, he had early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And I learned such a deep connection. Like, I mean, of course, we loved each other, but it was a deeper love. Mm-hmm. It was a very soul deep connection. Sure. Mm-hmm. That kind of put into words, but, um, and I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. So I know things that I had intuitions um, anyway. And I used to think that I was really strange <laughs> all these years. Well, people might say I am, but <laughs> it's because I'm an empath. Of course. Maybe I said, oh, that's my excuse. I'm going with it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's amazing. So did you have experiences as a, as a young girl with, with, um, with being an empath? Is there something that happened when, you know, what, wh- at what age did you feel that? You know that's what? Great. I always felt a deep connection to, to people. Mm-hmm. I could feel their sadness. I would have intuition that something bad was going to happen. But it really wasn't until I was in my 30s that I started to really feel that. And more so as as I got older. I'm I'm 64. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I can't even, um, this is weird. I'm in a support group, uh, a lot of many support groups. And I saw a picture of this woman, a friend of mine, her mom had passed. And I said, Jackie. Your mom, I don't. I know this might sound crazy because I never met your mom when she was alive. Your mom is a very vibrant woman, loved to have fun and have a good time. And she does not want you to feel guilty. She wants you to go have a good time. She knows you did your best. And she said, Betsy, that's exactly how my mother was. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe wow. it. And that first that I felt with someone who was a deceased. Wow. That's really... Weird, um, weird dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother died. Can I tell you this weird dream about my brother? Of course. Oh, yeah. My, um, my brother died last year, 2021, and uh, he was only 67. Mm, sorry. And I, thank you. I had a dream that he was a mailman, and he came to me with a letter. Two weeks later, my son received money from Bradley. It came in a, a letter. From your wow. brother. He was sending. Wow. Isn't that weird? Wow. <laughs> like, I'm full of weird. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. How do you. How, how do you explain something like that? Like, how, how do you. Do you tell people these stories? Only people who believe mm-hmm. that they happen. Sure. Because otherwise they might put me away in a straight jacket. Um, <laughs> now we get but that. But I knew. Uh, I, and it was weird when I got the letter. And then it was like, well, after that dream, a few days later, my younger brother called me and he said, Bradley left Josh money. 
and we'll be mailing it to you. Wow. That's what Bradley was trying to tell me. Wow. Something. I had no idea. That's amazing. Um, I, weird. I had, I got to tell you, this, you guys, other dreams I've had that come true. <laughs> um, before we moved in with my mother-in-law, she had Alzheimer's also, but we didn't know that when we moved in with her. I had a dream that people were looking at our um, apartment. Well, we lived in a two-family at that time. And I had a dream of moving, packing, people coming to look at the place and having a fight with my mother-in-law. And people did come look at the place. I did at the pack. And a year later, I had a fight with my mother-in-law. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's bizarre. And I had another dream before my husband uh, was put out on disability. Uh, I sat in on his disability hearing because they knew he couldn't remember. Mm. Barry and Adam, I had a dream. I was at his workplace and I saw where he worked. And when I went to his disability meeting and he was, Matt was showing me around, it looked just like in my dream. I said, wow. oh my goodness, I dreamt this. Wow. Every. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that. Not too many of my dreams come true because, like, I had one last night where a friend of mine's like six-year-old daughter was terrorizing me, um, <laughs> like in the classroom, like I was a teacher's aide or something, and in like you know this first grade grade classroom, and this little girl was just trying to get me fired or something. It was weird. It was strange. She was be- <laughs> she's really mean to me. Anyway, I'm glad that doesn't happen. So <laughs> Well, you know what? I would love to dream about lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if you do, you call us first. Yeah. We're all in on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that I, I, I wish would happen. And um, I had uh, one time, I well, we had, it had rained and I had water coming in. And I was laying in my bed crying. <laughs> in tears. I was exhausted. And I had my shade down. I saw a big gold star on my shade. And I said, that too, Matt, tell me I'll be okay. Wow. Wow. I know what I, like, I know what I saw. And it's, you know, if somebody were to tell me that, I wouldn't think they're wacky, but maybe a long time ago I would. Right. But I know what I saw. And um, another time I saw it was beautiful. It was this, um, it was yellow with a flower print in it going from where Matt sat on the couch to where um, it was like, what do you call those things? Like a tunnel. Okay. Or something like that to his chair. And it was beautiful. And it was yellow, and yellow means joy. And he's telling me he's happy. Wow. Never saw it again. But I know what I saw. Uh, it's and I was I not take drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that. I mean, obviously, like you, you, you were married thirty nine years, and he's still comforting you, and you, you know, connected in a way to you. 
you know, after he's still being, you're still having that kind of a communication and it's presented to a way in a way that, you know, for sure what it is that you're seeing that, and that makes it so much more personal and so much more intimate. And that's just, wow. That's just a beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. I really feel, um, Matt's presence. Uh, someone said to me one time, Betsy, you talk about Matt like he's still here. I said, to me, he is. Mm. He still mm. is here, but in a different way. Um, I have another crazy story about my lamp. <laughs> my, <laughs> my lamp goes on and off. Mm. And I bought another one, and I have it in reserve, but it it works and then it doesn't work. And I said, is that you <laughs> that you met? It's bizarre. Wow. That's interesting. And like we know, or we hear that, that spirits uh, can affect and are affected by electrical fields. And uh, that's seems to be, you know, I mean, you, it, well, I, I've heard, that you know, when you see a street lamp or a house lamp that there's a light flickering on, off and on, that's often an indication of some kind of paranormal activity mm. or some kind of ghost spirit mm. at that place. That's like you know, interesting. So I don't know, man. That's 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 so bizarre. And with the TV, well, the, I mean, the lamp's yeah. really not as strange because you hear that, but the TV is really strange. We've heard. A story about a TV. A friend of ours was telling us about a TV that um, I think it also had stopped working, and then it was. I think it was, and it was his mother's. And then uh, it one night, one night when he was home by himself, and I don't remember if she had passed or she was just not there. Um, but the TV hadn't been working, and then all of a sudden, it also just came on. Yeah. And uh, his 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 uh, response was, "F you, ghost! I'm out of here." <laughs> and he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- uh, I, I have. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I mean. I think sometimes my house is, is haunted. I have even heard footsteps hmm. and knocking. Wow. And doing no one's home. And that's just my son and I. And I'm like, okay, Josh is at home, so that's got to be you, Matt. Hmm. Uh, my mother-in-law used to haunt me. Oh, really? She didn't want to live in here. <laughs> right. When she was alive or um, when she was alive or afterwards? Uh, or both? So. <laughs> I guess oh, I guess she was glad I was I lived uh, with her to take care of her, but um, yeah, she I guess maybe didn't want me to have the house. It was um, my in-laws' anniversary was around Christmas, and it was in the, like the week of their anniversary, and my shower rod kept falling on my head. <laughs> it was just <laughs> plop on my. I put it up, it'd be uh, plopped down. I said, why is this shower curtain rod just dropping on my head? I said, okay, Mary, with my mother-in-law. I said, here's the deal. I'm living in your house. I'm taking care of your son. 
you know, I took care of you. Now leave me alone. And it stopped. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's that, that, that. That's wild. You know, wow. I, those types of things strange, are... Strange, right? Yeah, very strange. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about because, you know, a lot of people, I would say the majority of people, are, are you know, blind to that kind of stuff. And I, I think guy. I think it's interesting that um, somebody like yourself that has these uh, things happen, that you're able to put two and two together, mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's certainly is a gift because not everyone can do that. Is there did did did, your, did somebody else in your family have something like this, or are you the only one that had the ability to kind of? Yeah, only the only one. one that I know of. It's really weird that, like, before uh, my brother also died in January, but January 2021, and the summer before, like in June of 2020, yeah, June of 20, yes, June of 2020, I had a horrible feeling. I, I get intuitions and feelings I can't shake. Okay, mm-hmm. and. I, to um, my son, I said, I really have a bad thing about Bradley. And I told my cousin, who also is an empath, and I said, I have a bad feeling about Bradley. And she said, I do too. And I said, it's not going to be good. Wow. Not going to be good. And I told, well, I didn't tell my mom about my feeling, but I had said to her, you know, I think, does Bradley have power of attorney? You know, did he give it to anyone? He really needs to go to a lawyer. And he did. He went to a lawyer, got the power of attorneys and living will, and he got sick at mid-December of 2020. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, like, totally unexpected. It goes in for one thing and gets something else. He didn't have COVID. Mm. It wasn't COVID, but we couldn't see him. Mm. Well, that's another weird story. We couldn't see him. I said goodbye over the phone, Ugh. and I knew, I knew when he died. I felt really. Uh, yeah, I, I felt this cold draft mm. around mm. my feet, and my hand felt ice cold. Wow! And I said, "That's you, Bradley. I know you are gone." Oh. And uh, ten minutes later, did my other brother call me and said, "Bradley's gone." Wow! And I said. I knew it. That's wow. a, another just amazing thing that when it's it's often it seems like it's often family members and very close family yeah. members that um, or you know people who are very very close in you know in general um, that when when they just instinctively know when the light of that person that they care for and they love has just left the world you know it's so it's such a unusual you know it's 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 a a weird thing you know to hear about that but i don't know i kind of feel like it just goes to show that how we are all connected you know i mean we are part of a bigger thing we're individuals we're like we're like cells in another body and the i guess the planet would be the body yeah. we know whenever that particular 
cell or that, that that person that we have that connection to, that deep connection to, that there's something beyond yeah. just, you know, our physical presence and memories of each other. There's something, you know, spiritual or cosmic or whatever. But, you know, whenever you can feel, when somebody can feel, you know, like a mother can feel danger for her, her child right. or, you know, when you feel somebody who's just who, who dies and just it's it's just one of those amazing things that it, it it just to me, it drives home the fact that we are all connected somehow. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I had I had a I told the story before about when my, my grandmother passed and Betsy, it was very much the same thing. I felt her go and. Or she visited me, one of the one of the two. But it was, I can't even put it into terms. And when I say, I hear myself say that, and I realize how wild that sounds. But like when it happens to you, you just you're overcome with like emotion, and just you have a. It's just like a wave of. Uh, for me, it was like a wave of warmth or something just sort of washed over me, and it was like undeniable. But I can't put it into words, and I can't really. I can't give it really a proper, you know, um, a, a proper uh, definition. Definition. Yeah, but it's like it was so overwhelming that I was working at the time, and I couldn't stop working because we were right in the middle of like our. Bi- it was a, a Friday or Saturday night, and we're really busy, and I couldn't stop. But it was like, yeah, it was weird, and then and then I went home. And it was at the end of the night, and then I had a whole, which is a whole other story, but it was a whole conversation with my grandmother that was just wild. It was wild, man. It was so wild. Uh, but it was, it. I think that, that that connection there, you know, like Adam's talking about, is like, it is undeniable, man. When somebody's been in your life and is that close to you, and you share that relationship, um there's a way that they'll let you know, you Mm. know, and it's kind of up to the individual. I feel like to discern those types of things, like nobody can do it for you. You know, like you're Mm -hmm. the signs that you get from people that you've, you've had, you know, nobody else can put those things together except you, because you understand the, the, you know, how, how those things are interweave or interwoven. And, um, it's up to the individual to sort of be present minded enough to put those things together. And if you're missing mm-hmm. that in life, I mean, you may not have that ability to do that, but if you're, if you're missing that in life, you know, you know, may, maybe, maybe we can work individually to get a little bit better at, you know, being sent more sensitive or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's even possible, but does that make sense? I don't, I don't know if, cause I hear people, Huh? Yeah, it does. Because you hear about people that that say, "Oh, I, I have a skill, but I had to really work on it." Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wonder if that is. Did you ever have to work on getting better at feeling or or perceiving these types of things, or is it you just kind of natural? You know, I, I I'm getting more of them. As I get older, mm-hmm. but I always was very sensitive. I was a very sensitive uh, child. I uh, cry at the drop of a hat, and of course, growing up, uh, you weren't allowed to be sensitive. 
You know, my dad yeah. was a World War II vet. Yeah. You know, sucking up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, crying was a weakness. Right. So you weren't allowed to show emotion. Right. And we were afraid to show emotion. So I just stuffed everything in. And But I, I was always very sensitive to how people felt. I And I didn't know what it was that I was feeling. Yeah. And I, I, I have it now. Like even I've noticed, I hadn't been in my bereavement group in two months. I go to a virtual bereavement group, mm. and now I realize after not being there for two or three months, I was picking up their energy, mm. their sadness. Um, during the height of COVID, I go to the mm. supermarket, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of bad energy yeah. here. Yeah, I yeah. come home, I go home, feel so fresh. I just felt such a heaviness yeah mm-hmm. and really weird i remember um I forgot what year my uncle died i think it was 87 josh was three or four 80, 86 or 87 or 88 um and i remember telling matt it was the beginning of new year's day and i said you know what i have a really bad feeling something's gonna happen I don't know what it is. I have a bad feeling that my uncle died. Wow. A wow. couple of weeks after that. Wow. That's... So when I get intuitions, I get nervous sometimes. <laughs> well, I could imagine that would be a heavy load to carry. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not an empath at all, but yet I say that, but like I can get on, I can feel people's vibes. You know, I, I can, I can, I can sense when there's weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you over, and I lived in a fairly lackadaisical part of the world when it came to COVID, um, just because I live in a small town. Um, but there was a heaviness in the air for sure. A lot of anxiety. You could feel mm-hmm. it with people. And um, that's why it's important to be mentally healthy. Um, because when you're putting into that kind of a situation where things aren't normal anymore... And and let's face it, the older that we get, the harder it is to adapt to things quickly. It just is, you know. Um, and so you see, you, I can only imagine somebody like yourself that is perceptible like that. That that must be a nightmare to to to, to be in public and feel that amount of, you know, the heaviness that you you're, you're speaking of. That, that would be as much as it would be a blessing to have that. It would also be difficult to have that. Mm-hmm. It, I, yeah, it is, and I didn't know what it what it was, and you have to stay grounded, um, and realize that that's not your your feelings, that's not your energy, that's theirs. Right, right. And when I realized that, like I can't carry their their energy, that's theirs, then it's not mine. Right. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I should go to the support group anymore, but. I got to help other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, to because that's what um, I, I do. I mean, I run a support group. Um, I, I also have a talk show, and oh. I like to help people. And that's my mission, my vision. Is that's great. To provide, you know, with resources that I wish mm-hmm. I knew about. And you know what? I'm very um, – we all feel – like we're alone, right? Mm. Oh, I'm the only one who feels this way. 
You're not. There's if everyone knew that everyone else felt the same, it would be much better. But people yeah. are afraid, yep. especially men. Um, I have to say, I've interviewed men who lost loved ones, and it's so unfair what society does to men. Yeah. I have a son. I didn't raise him the way I was raised. Um, why do people have this thing, oh, men can't cry. Oh, if you cry, then you're you're not a man or you're a sissy. You know what? I'll tell you this. A guy who can show compassion, that's a turn on for me. That's <laughs> yeah. Touch. Sure. You know, he, yeah. Absolutely. No emotion is sure of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To, um, to do that. Um, when Matt was dying, and I, I cannot stand when people say this, uh, they would tell Josh and I, be strong, be strong. Why? Why, why, why does Josh have to be strong? Don't tell him that. I told people, do not tell him that. He does not have to be strong for me. I don't need for him to get a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, men need to be allowed to grieve. We as a society need to teach our boys, you know why? It's okay to show emotion in a constructive, yeah. positive way. You're yeah. angry, that's okay, but show it in, you know, do it constructively. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Their, you know, policemen. You know, firemen, well, now there's women, but I'm talking about men exclusively. There's such a high suicide rate. Mm -hmm. And then people want to know why. Well, because you don't let a man show emotion or tell his feelings. Mm -hmm. That's why. I'm a very big mental health advocate. Um, I go for grief counseling now. I went for counseling. I had a lot of trouble with depression when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I was an empath. And didn't know it. Didn't mm-hmm. know my feeling. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, it was not cool in the 70s to go see a counselor. That was not cool. Of course. I got made fun of. Yeah. By my sister. This is mm. funny. My sister made fun of me, called me all kinds of names. And guess what? She went for therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors 
everybody really should probably see a counselor or a therapist. It's not, you know, I mean, everybody has things they can would they need to talk about to somebody, you know, and it, and often when it's somebody who's not directly involved in your life, it's good to have that outside voice, that outside you know, person who's thinking more clearly because they're not really emotionally involved as yeah. would it be with other people around you. Um, and they're, cause they're professionally to do that. And men, like you said, I think it's, I think men are getting, I think culturally we're getting a little bit better to where we recognize the fact that, um, our grandfathers died younger because they had so many heart attacks because they didn't get things out. They didn't have so much of, you know, only release of stress or frustration or anger or pain or anything. They just kept everything bottled up. Uh, and then often the only thing that would be released would be, you know, the, the bad, the negative type of things. Um, but I think that, you know, we're getting better. We're getting away from, you know, we're recognizing toxic masculinity we're recognizing that it's not always good to say to a little boy don't cry real men don't cry and all of that stuff and i think we're doing better overall but like you like you said it's definitely a huge issue that we for mental health for people to uh for men to overcome what has been so ingrained in them by society and by, you know, culture and all of those things to repress everything and not, you know, not to look weak and not to have emotions because emotions make you weak when it's absolutely not true. And it's poison. It's fundamentally poison to keep that all bottled up inside. So it's definitely, you know, it's over uh, the, over the last hundred years, there's been a lot of change, mm -hmm. a lot of human change. And, We've gone from, you know, you know, having to scrape enough money together to, you know, provide for your children to, you know, now we sit behind cubicles uh, or the desk, you know, our, our keyboard and, and we work for eight, nine hours a day. And I still like we're trading one problem for the other. Um in a lot of ways, we're not able to make the transition, I think, as smoothly as we would like. And I think my fear is, is that you, you see disenchanted uh, uh, young kids. It's not just boys, but, you know, girls also. And I, I worry about that a little bit because I will say that there was something about our our Adam and I are 46, although Adam's still in his 20s. Um, but uh, uh there was our generation lived, we were born at a time to where things were still analog and we started moving into the digital world. So we kind of have a foot in both. And, but my childhood was spent outside playing mm -hmm. and enjoying nature to some extent and being active. And I worry about kids that are growing up without any of that. And there's a lot of that going on. And what happens is they get put into society and they get overwhelmed because the real world isn't kind. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, there's just, I think in another 10 to 20 years, we're going to see the, we're going to be reaping the benefit or the, I'm sorry, not the benefits, but we're going to be reaping whatever we're, we're sowing. Um, 
we've already we're already seeing some of that now. But but men, I think in particular, to me, what what a strong man is is a is a a a person who is able to be strong when they need to be strong, but also be vulnerable and be empathetic mm-hmm. to people and. You know, there's a lot of great traits and a lot of great things that have men done that men have done. There's a lot of bad things too, but you know, um, I'm choosing to look at the good um, because without those strong men, um, we wouldn't be where we are. And um, you know, there's, I think we're we're finally. It's weird how, you know, society is because we go one direction so far, then we come back the other direction. Mm-hmm. And then and then now we're kind of getting to this sort of safe, more comfortable situation to where I think what's the most important is that we see each other as human beings. Yeah. You know, our grandfathers, they lived at a time when it, it, there was no time to show weakness because they were on the battlefield, you know, and and. Right. That was a hard time. That was, you know, I, you know, listening to um, some stuff about the Romans and um, the Greeks, and yeah, those people were hard people. I mean, they were just very, just it wasn't. They didn't have a computer. They didn't have they, their reality was war and hundreds and hundreds of years of war and. And war that wasn't kind, man, you know, man to man, you know, mano y mano type of a situation. Nothing like today where we have drones that can kind of do our dirty work for us, which I have mixed emotions about. But um, it's just a different time. We're still trying to find our, our, our footing. Um, but I think it's a great time because we're able to see the benefits of all the good things that have worked and we can see the bad things that, that things that didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know, right. we, ha- we have so much information at our fingertips with this technology. You know, we're talking to someone in my case, who's half across the country. It's amazing. We share this, yeah. this thing, you know, it's amazing. It, it is. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I said I'm 64, and you know you go on Facebook Messenger, and I'm talking to someone from Australia, France. Yeah, just um, so quick. Uh, I liked the old days uh, when I was younger. You know, we were outside. Um, my parents didn't care if we were bored. They didn't entertain us and micromanage mm-hmm. us. I see that a lot. I, I worked in a preschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 13 years, and I'll tell you, the kids' attention span became shorter and shorter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's um, and I think parents need to parent. It, it's a verb, also. Yeah, I uh, I was so shocked. You know, like I would never ever thought about raising a hand to my mother. That would have been the last. Yeah, that would have been the last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd see these kids hit their parents. It's amazing. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, talking about a weird story. I had a parent who said to me, Betsy, Miss Betsy, can you tell our son not to hit us out in public? I said, what? Hitting <laughs> out in public? What is he doing private? My I gosh. Said, if you don't get your child in control now, 
He's got to pack a wallet at 14, and this was a big boy at four years old. Well, that's what I mean. You know, that starts at at at, at one. You know, that that yeah. starts as soon as that child like can consciously see things. I have a hard time with that because you do have a lot of people that are just unplugged when it comes mm-hmm. to that, and it's easy to put you know a phone in a kid's hand and say, "Here, keep yourself occupied." You know, it's easy to do that, you know, but, but I think, I think back when we were kids, it's like, we didn't have cell phones. I mean, we would be gone all day. My parents did. They were like, Hey, freaking streetlights come on. You come home for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the way it was. And, yes. and it would, you know, do I completely agree with that? I mean, you know, now today with my kids, I can tell you right now, as soon as I felt like I could trust them with the phone, they had it just so I can make sure I knew where they're at because I'm kind of of that newer generation. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to let a kid grow up a little bit, but you also got to be there to, I, I, you know, parenthood is so interesting because in the beginning, it's so hands on and it's literally everything that kid needs you're trying to provide and then as they get older you know we're at the point now where it's it's mentoring it's 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 a different kind of a relationship you know it's it's not don't touch the stove because it'll freaking burn your hand now it's like you know you make these choices and then you know these are what you know this is what is is you know possible this is what this is what your outcomes could be um Oh, I'll never forget this, but my kids were fairly young. I've always been pretty up upfront and honest with my kids. And we're sitting at a stoplight, and there's a girl next to us, and she is absolutely like having like a methamphetamine like freak out moment. She's all over the place, you know. And my kids are, you know, I'd say probably the youngest was about six or seven. And I said, "Now, guys, I want you to look at this young lady." over here that, that's at the light next to us, that is what drugs can do to you. And from that moment, they were like, oh, my gosh, I never want to do drugs. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you just got to be honest. Mm-hmm. They're growing up in a world that's very fast. Yeah. Yes, very fast. And I think that's why they don't have the attention span. 100%. Because it's yeah. so... Uh, Fast. I mean, I had the, the kids weren't allowed to bring weapons to school. You know, fake weapons. Right. And this one boy put in this huge sword, and I said, you know, that's not allowed. Oh, uh, well, you know, Rohan wouldn't get in the car unless he could have the sword. Oh my gosh. Oh, I said, Rohan, can I have the sword, please? He gave it to me. <laughs> I said, here you go. Take it home. <laughs> oh, they'll listen to you, Miss Betsy. <laughs> they used to, the teachers used to make me the enemy. They used to tell their kids, you don't eat your supper, brush your teeth. I'm going to tell Miss Betsy. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, well, my coworkers probably thought I was too strict. But, you know, we could teach children compassion and empathy if we take the time. Yeah, you know when they steal a, a well, take a toy away or, or call someone names. You know, I, I would say, and they were old enough to say, "Well, how would you feel if your friend did that to you?" 
what you just did to your friend, how would you like it if they did that to you? You wouldn't like it. So what makes you think they would like it? Yeah. So to try to teach them empathy and compassion, and that's that's when you have to start is when, you know, they're young. Right. Uh, like that. Yeah. My, uh, my dad, he didn't talk much about the war. He was in World War II. Mm-hmm. And... I was reading a book because the movie came out, Flags of Our Fathers. And I said to you know, my father, you know, reading the book, and he told me, I will never forget getting hit. He, his ship was kamikaze twice. Oh, my wow. gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. The, wow. He said the body parts were all, um, he said, it's a smell I would never forget something that I, I just wouldn't forget. Wow. And but he didn't talk about it. I believe he had post traumatic Of course, yeah. Stress oh, yeah. that. Yeah. You know, how can you not? Yes. <laughs> well, um, and also and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, my mom said that uh they went to um I guess up I don't know, up in Massachusetts somewhere and my father was on the bunker hill mm-hmm. and he saw the plaque. And he cried. Yeah. Wow. And my mother, who doesn't get anything, my mother's like clueless. Why is he still crying? It was 60 years after the fact. I said, Mom, do you know what he went through? Yeah. Do you know what happened on his ship? Or what your brother, my uncle was in the army, what your brother went through in Europe? He see, they see people blown up in front of them. Yeah. yeah. How can you not be affected yeah. for the rest of your life? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the part of the reason that uh, the World War II soldiers, in particular, never really talked about stuff or or wouldn't talk a whole lot about stuff. And my grandfather was like this, and um, a couple other family members that were in that served during World War II were like this, where uh, they they were told upon returning after service not to talk about what had happened, not to talk about the things they saw. And a lot of them were told that, uh, you know, if they did, they would be in trouble. They could get arrested or were taken away from their families or something, you know, they were, but they were, you know, they were specifically ordered by the military that this is, you know, for the rest of your life, you're not supposed to do that. And a lot of them kept that and they didn't talk but, you know, some of them did because, you know, we know the stories, we have history, you know, which is good. We needed that. But at the same time, it's totally understandable that they didn't want to talk about the atrocities that they had seen and all that they had been through. Yeah. Because it's. Well, who would understand? Brutal. Who would brutal. understand? Yeah. I mean, only other soldiers. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I've had, you know, talks with people that have experienced that side of life and um, I on the, a couple of occasions that that I've had the um, gosh I guess the great fortune to hear these stories. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know how else to put it, but um, I feel my I feel like I'm fortunate that, that that they divulged this information to me. But 
it's just that's just heavy. It's heaviness. It's really because you're you're seeing into uh, that's like an upfront seat to like the worst of humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, also you're seeing some the best of humanity in those situations too. But gosh, back then, especially like World War One, World War Two, that was brutal, man. That yep. was real, real brutal stuff, and. um a lot of those guys, you know, they talk a lot about the uh, the concussion of the, uh, the the um, the the rounds that they would, you know, the big cannons and stuff that they would mm-hmm. shoot off and stuff, and how that plays into the PTSD because now your body is being affected and in and, and your brain and you know back you know back when they used to you know they would part of the part of what the the enemy would do or or sometimes you know sometimes the home team would do is they would just shell the other the folks all night long and just keep mm-hmm. them awake all night and after weeks of that that starts to really play with your mind you know um it just must be walking on pins and needles for years on end yeah. that, that 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 definitely is uh that's a price to pay for and you see it in vietnam too you know vietnam mm-hmm. was that way too it was korea and um yeah you know, unfortunately, um, I mean, we've been at war, gosh, every forever. S- yeah, ever since I was born. <laughs> I, no, we've been, but I mean, humanity's still is. There's well, yeah, never yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never been a time on the a planet Earth where there hasn't been some kind right. of major conflict between right. some kind of two or three or more groups. So, yep. unfortunately, that's the bad side of human nature. I was you know, tra- that's a that's a bad part of what we are, but yeah, I was trying to think is. back when we were kids, like, was there a time when we had peace? But even in the peaceful time, I remember the, uh, Nicaraguan thing going down mm-hmm. and all that. There was Contras. always, yeah, there's always something going on. So, well, and of course the cold war was going on during That's that time too. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, we may not have been physically fighting as a nation in some of those periods, but we were still involved oh, yeah. in some way, or For our allies sure. were fighting, or somebody was somebody somewhere was fighting and doing yeah. all this stuff. Because yeah. I mean, it's again, it's 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 part of human nature, and it's the worst part, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's yeah. where it is. Yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> this happens a lot on the show where we kind of just wander off and and have a. Great conversations, and we love it. You going know? to a rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a weird story about my dad. I was home alone, and I smelled Old Spice. My dad loved Old Spice, mm. and that's the older, you know, oh, um, yeah. uh, thing that the older guys wore. And I, it was so strong, that smell of Old Spice. I said, Dad, is that you? And and then I didn't smell it. Wow. And I believe oh, wow. that because it smelled so strong, and um, uh, Matt was alive at the time, but he was at home, and he didn't wear Old Spice. Yeah. And my son doesn't wear Old Spice. Yeah. So I knew <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. The Old Spice original has a very yeah. distinct aroma. Yes. Yes, it does. You know? Yeah. It, uh, of course, back 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 when uh, your dad was wearing it, it was probably just Spice. Or it could have been new spice. Um, <laughs> it got but, it. Uh, <laughs> but no, it definitely has that. That it's got what that smell, and you definitely associate it to certain things. Like I can, there's certain kind of like soaps 
that it makes me think of my grandma's house because that's yeah. the kind of soap that she would have. Sure. You know, there yeah. on her in her, you know, she always had like I don't think it was Dove, but she always had that one kind of soap, and it always smelled like that that bar of soap. Yeah. In the in her in the in the the bathroom at the house. So. That's yeah. Great. So and, you know, we had somebody else one time. I talk about how their their grandfather who would have been in the same generation as your dad um i want to say that they they smelled like his his uh menthol cigarettes and his old spice cologne i think mm. it was supposed to be old spice but yeah but they knew that that was his, he knew that it was his grandfather because of those yeah. two scents together were only his grandfather yeah. that was only you know that he knew that immediately and it was just a whiff and you know he kind of was like okay you know he 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 needed some kind of well he needed a sign he needed some kind of yeah help and guidance and he got that and it kind of set him on you know the path that he felt that was reassuring to him for that so that's great yeah my dad used to pour that on himself <laughs> <laughs> That old spice stuff. Yeah. Even my brothers didn't wear that. Like my older brother didn't wear old spice. Um it was my my dad that did. Um my father in law is a <laughs> this weird story. My father in law, uh he had died in nineteen eighty three and it was around the time of his birthday and I was sitting on the couch. I had a musical doll. And it went off by itself. Oh, wow. That must be you, Don. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Strange things that... Uh, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're that, like, that, your life is full of strange, strange, yeah. high strange, high strange. Yeah, high strange. Yeah, yeah. And that you're aware. You're, you, you, under, you know that. That there's more to than just oh that's strange and you're like oh well that's you know you're connected you you draw the, the you link the pattern you draw the lines mm-hmm. and you link the things and you make the connections whereas a lot of us you know would be like well that's just weird and and leave it or not even think about it beyond yeah that you pardon me you make that you have that ability to make the associations but of course i mean being empathic as you are you know that that probably is a great aid for doing that so for and developing that kind yeah. of a thing so you're aware yeah that, that it gives me comfort um also sure you know to know that um you know, Matt's giving me a sign or some other loved one's giving me a sign. And um, I just feel that um, more than anyone who, who I've lost, it's Matt who I have the strongest connection with, of course. Right. Sure, sure. So you have a uh, – do you have a podcast? Do you, you do a show? Yes, I have a talk show, Chatting with Betsy. Okay. Okay different uh platforms and i interview people about all kinds of um topics i started off just interviewing caregivers okay um and even that's a weird story oh i bet (laughs) i bet 
I never thought that that would happen. Uh, I used to be quiet and shy at one time. Uh, I was, I had to use my anger in a positive way. So I went in my car to do videos to raise awareness mm. an early onset all the time. And I always hoped somebody would, would hear me uh, mm-hmm. from the radio station. And lo and behold, Jeannie White, who's station manager, Passion World Talk Radio, saw one of my videos and uh, called me for an interview. Oh, wow. And she was doing the show. And she asked if I was talking her show weekly after she interviewed me. And I said, yes. So then after 12 or 13 months, she said, Beth, do you show your own show? Oh, I can't wow. do that. So yes, you can. And never did I think that it would lead me to where I am today. And Matt's my catalyst. That's uh, he, you know, people would say, oh, Beth, you're brave. You went in the car. Well, normally I wouldn't show my face on camera, but I had to put all that aside. Mm. Greater cause. That's yeah. A, and, yeah. you know, I, I had to warn the world about this homophobe disease, number yeah. six killer. And that's yeah. my passion. Well, in, uh, my that, life. that's... Uh... That's an amazing thing to to be able to do. That's a selfless mm-hmm. thing to do, you yeah. know, to try to help. And I know Alzheimer's is just probably one of the worst things that you yeah. can do. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it was. Um, but out of that journey, I have to say I'm very grateful and blessed because I discovered myself. I discovered my gifts. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, my and uh, it's never too late to change. I got to tell your audience that. Yes, you can teach an old guy or girl new tricks. Right. Um, a lot of um, a lot of awakening. You know, at, at my age now, uh, I feel the best I ever had about myself. And right. you know, just want to use my gifts to help people. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. What what a story. I mean, that yeah. is. Uh, that's amazing. Now, how, how can people get a hold of you? Do you have email or Facebook or any of that stuff? I'm on Facebook under uh, Betsy, B-E-T-S-Y, Wurzel, W-U-R-Z-E-L. And I do have an email. Should I give that out? Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay. It's, uh, my married name is Sloan. So it's Sloan, S-L-O-A-N, Betsy, 31. At gmail dot gmail dot com. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> great. 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 Like, I don't need no myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Cool. I'm on. Uh, I don't do too much on Instagram. I can't figure okay. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all. It is. Types, so. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, but my show is um, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, Amazon, most podcasts. Awesome. Well, hopefully you can get, you know, some of our viewers, you know, can, can get on and, and listen and get, you know, get sub to you and maybe bring some ears your way. Oh, thank you. I'd love to have yeah. you guys on next year. Oh, sure. Have, oh, yeah. How you started the show and what made you start your show? Would love oh, to. Yeah. I'd love to have you on. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, thank you, Beth. So you were great. And thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us. And you have just such a great insight and uh, just love love what you're about. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. I 
Appreciate it. It was nice talking to you guys and meeting you. See you guys. You can tell that's Jersey. Hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, the other thing I love, I have a lot of East Coast friends and I love the way that they say my name. Barry. Barry. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have uh, two cousins. Barry. Do you? <laughs> I have I I've I've always said that I have my best friends are of course from where I grew up but also from the East Coast. I lived on the East Coast and the West Coast a little bit. I take the East Coast every day over the West Coast. I just I just love the East Coast people, man. Just there's an honesty there and uh I just love it over there. So I'm excited my son gets to go to Pennsylvania and play some basketball. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, thank thank you again, Betty. We, we, Betsy, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate coming and, on your show. Yeah, and we want to come right, on yeah. your show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just keep in touch. And whenever you want yeah. to do that, we'll we'll figure that out and we'll make it happen. So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. Well, Betsy, thank you for coming on and sharing your interesting life with us. And your relationship with uh, your husband is really one that is interesting. And she has such different stories and and weird things that's happened to her. you know, and it's just kind of her normal existence. Yeah, it's it's really those were great stories, and it's really nice to hear that you know there is that still that connection that goes beyond you know this living part of our life, the this whatever this part of life is. I guess you know that that there is. Still, and if you know how to look and how to perceive, uh, you know, or you have the, those gifts uh, that that you can carry on that kind of connection with loved ones. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I think it's interesting when you talk to people like this that are able to put the pieces together. Like you're you're given different clues, and then you know through your you know personal experiences, you can you can kind of put those pieces together. And it becomes a message. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting, man. Yes, this is uh, it's been a great episode. A lot of really cool um, stories there, and also um, we, you know, wh- another one where we wander off into a really great conversation. Uh, this has got to be one of my favorite uh, 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 the uh, old man Barry. Uh, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love it. It's fun, and uh, it's just we. You know, we did talk about you know uh, men's mental health. We we there is a lot to be done. Men need to really start 
getting addressing those issues if you have those issues. It's not a sign of weakness to go to therapy. It's not a sign of weakness to be on medication, whether you know it could be for uh, depression or anxiety or you know anything that helps you get through your day and be normal and functioning and healthy. I mean, I'm on um, anxiety and depression meds, and they've helped me out quite a bit. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I've been there too. I've I've taken them in the past for sure. You know, and I mean, there there are so many. I wish that this technology would have existed 70 years ago to help people, 100 years ago to help people. Yeah, yeah, but that's part of, um, uh, you know, breaking down these preconceived ideas that are what a man is and men don't cry and all that garbage you know men are people human beings human beings have emotions it is okay to feel your emotions you don't let them rule you but let them happen experience them acknowledge that you're having those those emotions those feelings and then if they're you know if you need to work through them or yeah. find some way to help you get through that release or whatever, because, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's health. It is, it is absolutely health. I really like the, um, the, the sort of the Buddhist way of, 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 of looking at mental health in that, you know, you live in the moment and you examine your thoughts and you put them on the table and you look at them and you see it for what it is. You know, I really, there's something about that that is, I think that's, that's really kind of, um, at least within the last hundred years, has crept into the, to the Western culture. Um, you know, not, not being um, a slave to your emotions, but realizing mm-hmm. what these things are and how these, um, these different states of consciousness raise themselves we are human beings and we have these feelings and we have these thoughts and the more we try to push them down uh the more difficult things can become and Mm -hmm. people of the past just weren't able to do that because again we were just living in a different time you know and and people were of past generations just on alert you know a hundred percent of the time at least for some period of their lives they just weren't able to live this sort of like you know, nice sort of even kill existence. And that's something that us moderns, not that we have it figured out by any means, but it's always interesting to talk to people like Betsy that um, they bring these things into perspective. And it's, it's, it's a great conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, those are the, as you said, old man, um, these are the things that have changed and through yeah. uh, the evolution of our society and how we uh, go, you know, we're not concerned. We, our concerns have turned from uh, having enough, you know, hunting enough food to fill our belly for the next time until we can find something again and taking care of our families, you know, from wild creatures and whatever yeah you know we're, we're not there anymore some people still are in parts of the world and they probably i would argue have a uh, much more you know harmonious existence because yeah. they're still i agree uh, they're closer to nature and uh 
they're you know they're 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 not uh, part of a soul crushing machine. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true, man. No, there's capitalism and yeah, and, and Western society. There's, hey, there's truth in that, man, for sure, yeah. dude. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's again a, a great. That's a great conversation to have, and I think that we have to have those types of conversations to know where we stand in in today's society. So. Again, Betsy was awesome, and yep. um, you know we we just like to shoot the shit with people. Yep, we sure do. So if you want to shoot the shit with us, uh, we would love to do that, and we'd love to hear your stories. Whatever stories you got, they can be weird, they can be wild, they can be adventurous, they can be mysterious. Um, you know, uh, they could be true crime, they could be funny, whatever. If it's a good story, we want to hear it. And um, there are different ways to get a hold of us. And those different ways to get a hold of us are through our hotline, 513-909-9821. Call that. Leave us a message. Hey, you can leave us a, a message just saying, hi, I listen to you guys and I'm from here. Um, and, you know, we can, we, 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 can, we, we can maybe put that on uh, the uh on the show in the future, if you guys, if you, if you're interested in that, no problem. You know, if you got a message to somebody out there, you want us to give a shout out kind of a thing, do that. You know, we love interacting with you guys. That's what makes this fun. Um, if you want to set up a interview and talk to us, well, you can do it there or, 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 or you can send us an email. It's always lovely to get an email. That's not um, meant to be spam or trying to get your money. It's uh, W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Send us an email there. Again, say hi. Give us a shout-out. Give a message to us from the beyond if you've gotten something like that. Um, you know, we love it all. We do. It'd be cool to get a, a message from a ghost. It would be. Um, I don't know if they would write an email or um, – oh, you know, I bet – uh, all ghosts are uh, on the uh, uh, they're in Gmail because they're ghost. <laughs> or they or or they could they could they could uh, send us a nice voicemail. Well, you know, I, I Barry, I bet we could get a lot of messages from ghost. Yeah, uh, if we yeah. wanted to, if we wanted to dick around with a Ouija board, but I know. Oh that yeah, that. I saw one for sale the other day on the uh, <laughs> Enon Marketplace <laughs> for ten bucks. <laughs> Oh, dude, what you should have done is contacted uh, these people and tried to get their stories. Why yeah. are you getting rid of this, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, send us an email, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can contact us there, too. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, rate, whatever you can do at wherever you listen to. Um, and, you know, send us always send us good vibes because we're sending you good vibes all the time. Everybody can vibe on each other. Wow. <clears throat> that was a weak growl, but uh, wow. there we go. Anyway, we can vibe on each other. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, 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 is that it? OK, I'm, I'm getting the uh, OK cut sign. So um, I guess we'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, with more wonderful stories, weird stories, awesome, amazing true stories here on the What Your Weird Story podcast. I'm Adam Beebe. Over there is Barry Johnston. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. 
If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.